Transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Prepare to have your bones chilled and your hairs raised. It's the Whack Arnold's Brothers Podcast. Welcome home. Computer, there we go. All right. Jumping right in. Motherfucking episode 55. <laughs> what? <laughs> I plead the fifth, fifth. <laughs> Dude. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> hey, we, it's either a wrestling reference or a Chappelle show reference. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, the goddamn title of this, of the goddamn title of the show is a, is a, is a, is a Chappelle show reference. So exactly. Exactly. Um, if you caught, if you didn't catch, this is the Whack Arnold's Brothers back with another episode. We got um, our part two in the uh, the '90s roundup today. Um, but first off, there have been a couple of interesting thing, like things that have happened. I, you know, we were talking briefly about it, but I wanted to see if you okay. had watched the trailer for Halloween Ends and what your thoughts might be, just off the cuff. Yeah, so it was one of those things where um, I knew it was going to happen eventually, but uh, at first I like had heard about it, right? So I went onto YouTube and I looked it up, and all I could find, and this happens like all the time, where just random fucking people have made their own trailer of like oh, cut yeah. together. See, yeah. So I was like, well, what the fuck? And then I then I read something where it was like, oh, the trailer drops like tonight. Um, you know, I'm already, regardless of what other people felt about Halloween Kills, I'm fucking stoked, even more so after seeing the trailer and reading about, like, the plot synopsis. Um, one thing that's interesting to me, though, in the trailer is that there's a scene where uh, it shows Michael going into a room and Laurie's there with a the gun. Um, yeah. So I don't know... If you notice, though, on his left hand is completely 100% fine, but that hand is missing fucking fingers. Yeah. So it's like, is that maybe just an error? And it's and it's like a shot, like reflected on a mirror, or is this not the actual Michael, or what's going on here? Yeah, man, that's a good fucking point. Oh, yeah, I'm... Dude, I'm just, I'm so interested in how they're going to like, I mean, how they're going to end it really, you know, like there's that shot in the trailer. Oh Oh, yeah. So fucking tense where like, looks like, looks like Michael has control over Lori's hand. He like, you hear the garbage disposal go on and like, you get that shot of like, almost like, you know, hand and disposal kind of situation. That shit always creeps me out. Oh man. Oh yeah. It was so good. So good. Um, yeah, I'm super looking forward to it. What does it say? October 14th, I think it drops. Uh, I believe, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm stoked that, um, you know, obviously due to, uh, the pandemic, um, not only was kills, uh, you know, uh, delayed a year, but then it came out on Peacock, which was cool, but I'm stoked that this one's going to be in an actual theater and get to go see it in theaters because that's that's honestly my preferred way to watch uh, a new horror movie is to go see it in the theater. 
yeah, that'll be that'll be it'll, it'll be fun to watch it in the theater for sure. Like just the be in the darkness, be shocked by the fucking. I don't know. There's just nothing like being in a theater for a good movie. Like it, it's really hard to beat <laughs> that feeling. Yeah, I am honestly. so. I'm. I'm so stoked. Um, I'm waiting until Saturday to see it due to uh, a friend's schedule, but I can't fucking wait to see Nope on Saturday. Like that, I am so hyped. Hell yeah. That was the other one I was going to ask you about. I didn't know if you had seen it yet or not. Cause I know it just dropped, but yeah, I, I really want to like, I'll probably try and do it on my days off next week, but I really want to try and catch that in the theater. Cause I've heard it's just fucking banging dude. Like, I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. Well, of course it's going to be, but yeah, that one looks fucking awesome. One of the things I'm interested by is that there's so much that looks like it happens in the daytime. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like daytime horror is completely, it's hard to pull off. I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, nighttime horror is always like the spookiest, but uh, yeah, that was yeah. sick. I'm, I'm just, it's just one of those things where, um, when it was first announced, it was just that teaser poster and you had no idea what was going on. And then the first trailer was really vague. And then they dropped the second trailer, which, um, on one hand, you're like, wow, they might've just gave away too much there. But on the other hand, you're like, but maybe not because you have absolutely still no fucking clue what, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I know it's just, it's very intriguing exactly like it's like there's a very real mystery to like going into that movie you're just like what is this movie gonna be about man <laughs> like uh really that's though. cool but uh then lastly the one thing I, the other thing i wanted to, to run by is and i don't know if you were a fan of the property or not but uh rob zombie has been in the process of re- making a month the monsters reboot oh. uh yeah i uh i don't know if you caught the trailer for that the trailer, um, I you know I'm I'll watch anything that he does, um, for sure. And I'm and I'm interested by a a monsters reboot, but um, the trailer uh, didn't really do much in the way of making me I know more interested. Let's just put it that yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't make me any more interested than like you know like you just said like the the rob rob zombie's gonna draw me to it but the it looked bizarre like i was like it's not what i, I expected but it is not what i expected at fucking all but i don't know i don't know i was really like really stoked though when i read at first that i was like rob zombie's doing a monsters movie what the fuck uh i so do I think it's cool that i do think it's cool that there's um a new monsters property dropping like uh around the same time that a new because there's that wednesday adam yeah. show coming out yeah uh, with uh Je- jenna ortega who is like on fire right now so i'm really interested in that too yeah what that that it will be fucking cool to check like uh, for sure um yeah, I don't know. There's like there's interesting stuff going all uh, all across with uh with with the horror right now, but but totes, we totes. we've got to fo- we're focusing on a specific '90s time frame for the most of the most of this episode, and that is uh, uh 1993 through 1995, and 
as I think we both <laughs> discovered, it was a little difficult yeah. to fully like flesh out some like I don't know. It was apparently it wasn't my favorite time period for movies. <laughs> no, because it's one it's one of those things where uh, as as it, to my delight and surprise when we did 90 91 92 there was a bunch of shit uh what's interesting to me though is that um we know that like uh um 90 the 90s uh isn't regarded as the best decade and that uh until scream comes around in 96 and as we've mentioned uh, an endless amount of times just revitalized the genre yeah it's when i was looking at these years that i got more of an idea of what they're talking about because although there are some pretty solid picks there's a bunch of shit that you just look at and you're like uh (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) exactly it's like no that's such a good way of looking at it like it's perfect because that really is it's like you know, this is that lull period in the 90s where they were like, the fuck was going on? <laughs> and like, you know, we have some totally. we have some solid ones that we think uh, are worth your salt. But, um, oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's, it was just kind of an interesting, like, you know, go through. Um, I think uh, I'll just jump in with my first pick because uh i don't know why not it's from 1993 it's a it's a guillermo del toro movie called chronos and have you watched yeah chronos? i uh i'm gonna be absolutely upfront and 100 percent honest um i've i never heard of it um i've never seen it uh all i know is that it's um uh, del toro's uh direct Tutorial debut. Yeah, uh, it's the first of many movies that he uh, is associated with Ron Perlman, and that the plot sounds absolutely uh, bitching. But that's it. I've never. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. It is bitching, dude. It's so like, essentially, you know, you follow you follow a character that uh, discovers this like spider-like talisman thing that like basically <laughs> gives him it makes him immortal. And over the course of the movie, there's really like strong allusion to like vampirism and stuff like that. You know, like, the, uh-huh. like the lust for blood starts, uh, so on and so forth. And, you know, um, that's what I gathered. That's what I gathered from reading about it. And it's, and it's like, it's just such a fucking cool movie, dude. Like the, like, you know, I think del Toro d- definitely dives into more kind of, uh, yeah, every movie he's done is like kind of slow moving in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and yeah, that that's that's something I would say about this movie. It's kind of it, the pacing of it is pretty like, okay, where are we going? Let's get it done. Like I know where this is headed, but it's also just really visually cool to look at. The act the acting's kind of indicative of the era, but it okay. it's yeah. Ron Perlman's character is also really great. The son of like the basically the the villain like of the movie, hmm. and he plays a character named Angel. Um, and yeah, it, it's just I don't know. Like, it would it's not my favorite Del Toro movie, but looking at the 90, 93, I was like, I feel like this this stands out above a lot of the stuff I was I was like reading. You know, looking is at it, is it is it is it is it one of those movies where, um you can watch it and it's like made apparent that it's 
it's it's a del toro work oh god yeah yeah i mean like you know i think his pinnacle like signature work is probably pan's labyrinth like that's really mm. where he like was given the, the oh. legs to like create his world and his vision um and then i was further blown with, away by that movie yeah pan's labyrinth is so fucking good it's sad <laughs> but uh which is kind of like you know a lot of his work including chronos that has like a lot of like uh elements where you're just sort of like man like this only, this would fucking suck like you're torn between mm-hmm. you know so many th- and so many things and i don't know it is like vi- like it's it's kind of cool to catch a like you mentioned at the top of this you know catch a director right off the cuff and yeah and you know you see them it's like uh wes anderson you see them like at first and then you see them like really they just get more and more wrapped up in their vision along the way of their movies and yeah you i mean this movie was it 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 stood out uh i think it got like I i was reading a little bit about it and it was like mentioning that it got it was a nominee for like uh mexico's like national film something or other and it got rejected i think probably because like you know it it was like a vampire movie essentially the (laughs) subject matter yeah Yeah. but uh but i don't know like like i said it's kind of it's kind of like an um i'd say it's like an artsy horror (laughs) you know yeah i I can see that but and that's why i don't think it's necessarily for everybody that's like it's kind of like i don't know I think it's a cool, cool movie, but I, th- I think you have to really be interested in watching. You, you, the Del Toro draws you to it, kind of like Rob Zombie theoretically should, you know, with the monsters. But yeah, anyway, it's a solid pick if you have some time, for sure. It's something that I'm definitely going to have to seek out and watch because uh, it was one of those things where I was kind of uh, um, taken aback by the fact that. Uh, this is his first movie and came out in 93. I'm kind of sitting here thinking like, when, like when did he get prominent? Like, yeah, it's just interesting. So yeah, I need to check yeah. it out. No, I agree. It's it. it yeah. It's just like a really, really, I don't know. I think, I think this movie can just slip by you under the guy. Like, you know, when you look in his filmography, even though it is his, his first work, but yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. What's, I, uh, I, I, yeah. I'm going to have to seek it out. So before, uh, before I, I jump into my first pick, I want to do some shout-outs. So um, uh, I want to shout-out a movie that um, we actually uh, covered. Or, sorry, no, we didn't. Um, we have Jason Goes to Hell the uh, Final Friday. Yeah. Uh, which, that, cover, um, that cover always sucked me in. Like Yeah, I, the, 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 co- the cover's like the only thing it's got going for it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Um, we also have uh, uh, Ticks, which is a rather good creature feature with um, a fair amount of Clint Howard, and it also has uh, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, which is interesting to see him in a horror movie. Oh, um, yeah. Also, we had a couple uh, King um, works. We have the, uh, an adaptation of the Tommyknockers. Um, an adaptation of uh, Needful Things, and then also um, uh, The Dark Half, which uh, Romero directed. Um, the Dark Half. I don't know if I've seen that. And I'll get uh, I'll, I'll 
I'll, I'll get into some more um, shout outs for that year. But uh, my first pick and um, it's kind of interesting that it's the first one we're talking about, but that's just the way it goes due to the uh, the year of release. But it's not necessarily um, a horror movie by any means, but it's definitely a very dark um um movie with some psychological uh horror in it and uh some very dark themes um and any movie that teases uh a kid as a killer is always uh interesting in my eyes yeah not only that not only that uh but 1993's the good son yeah boy. um is very interesting because as it's well uh as as jr would say it's well documented uh <laughs> That uh, Macaulay Culkin was essentially uh, a natural, na- national treasure, and was in all these feel-good um, uh, comedic family romps. So to see him uh, take play this like darker role and just fucking knock it out of the park um, is great. And not, not only does he have a great performance, but so does a really young Elijah Wood. And yeah. it's just interesting to see um, the different career arcs these two would take. Uh, one was obviously m- way more popular as a child actor and kind of walked away. And then the other, you know, uh, got more of his um, popularity and fame as he got older. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, Dude. I remember um, due to the fact that I just mentioned about um all the different roles, Macaulay Culkin. I remember this is one of those movies that uh, um, my parents didn't necessarily not let me watch, but they were more kind of like uh, hesitant to because of because of being of the fan of being a, 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 a fan of Macaulay Culkin's comedic works, and then being like, "This is totally something different." So, you know, uh, yeah, temper your expectations. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it, it is, dude. It's like a sinister movie, man. Like, and, and you're right. Like, Colkin, like, I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, I, I, I didn't watch it till I was probably like in my 20s. Like, I didn't know about it really. And then somebody told me, you know, like, yeah, Macaulay Colkin and Elijah Wood, like, in this, like, mm-hmm. in this movie. And I was like, all right, let's fucking watch it. And I, it gave me the creeps so bad. <laughs> like like yeah it's like they both turn in just wildly good performances you know and Uh yeah it's 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 i feel like it it definitely is like a psychological horror for sure yeah it's uh directed by joseph rubin who um um directed uh you know he, he away from horror he directed uh sleeping with the enemy and Money Train, which is a ridiculous movie, but he also re- uh, directed the original uh, The Stepfather, which is another oh, really good yeah. movie about uh, about um, you know the the goings ons of a family and this character with these ulterior motives that you're not really made you're like sort of suspicious of, but don't really know what they're capable of. So I feel like he's good with that dynamic. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Ste- yeah, stepfather was fucking cre- creepy too. But that's that's kind of an interesting connect. Because for people that aren't um, 
because like like you kind of mentioned i i think it's one of those movies that uh I, anytime I mention it, I feel like it's just kind of one of those movies that maybe went under the radar uh, or just get forgotten about. But for people that aren't aware, it's a movie about uh, um, Elijah Wood's character is 12 years old. Um, he, he, he recently just lost his mom and his dad's going away on a business trip and goes and drops him off uh, with his aunt and uncle. Um, and he's reintroduced to some extended family that he hasn't seen in like 10 years and he's introduced to his cousin uh henry who's played by macaulay culkin who's around his age and then a younger uh cousin uh connie and you know it's kind of one of those things where when you're young and you're introduced to somebody you can become friends quite easily hmm. uh you know their their friendship starts off but then um you know slowly but surely uh, Mark starts to see this uh, dark side to um, Henry, and it, and it, and it kind of all really comes into uh, uh, the picture in this excellent scene where, um, and it's a it's one of these things where where uh, Henry sees it as a prank, but he has this like life size uh, doll, mm -hmm. and they go out on this bridge and drop into a fucking highway. Uh, or sorry. Uh, highway and it causes this uh uh collision and all this freeway to back up and um you know you you sometimes you hear stories of similar things with like a kid dropping a brick off a bridge onto a car oh, and there's all yeah, this yeah. chaos that ensues and so it's your first real picture of of uh maybe some of the um um psychopathic tendencies he has you know it goes further that from there he tries to he tries to uh, knock off his sister, um, and by making it look like an like an accident when they go ice skating. Jeez, um, there's a memorable scene where his his mom, um, you know, it, it gets to the point where, uh, and I apologize if I'm doing all the talking here, um, but I just well, I'm, about I'm really I'm really a big fan of this movie, but it gets to the point where. Elijah Wood's character is kind of um, uh, talking to uh, um, his aunt about all these things, and she doesn't want to believe it. But it gets to the point where she finds this rubber duck in the sh in in a shed, and this rubber duck happened to be uh, um, a son of hers that had died uh, when and when he had drowned in a bathtub, he had that rubber duck, and it had been missing since his death. And so she starts to maybe believe some of these things that are being said about them yeah. um and then do you like do you remember like uh like do you remember that to... do you remember that scene it's like the scene around the well when they're like circling each other while walking around the well mm. that's the scene that really took it took the movie to a turn for me where like macaulay culkin was just i don't know just like so calm but like also just came off as so menacing and then that from that that point you're just like fucking kid dude what else has he like what has he been up to like what else has he done you know like mm -hmm. yeah yeah that movie yeah. like, that that yeah, seems just, like the one that really like creeped me out man <laughs> amongst other and it, things but. and then it just ha it just has such a dark ending too um you know this the scene where uh where um henry and his mom uh go for a walk 
and she she basically asks him if uh, if he killed um, Richard, her younger brother, and you know, just the the way he answers the question, that's when she it, 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 she finally realizes that her son is evil. He ends up pushing her off of a fucking cliff, and he goes to pick up a rock oh, that's to weird. like finish the job which is insane yeah. uh mark comes along and saves the day but then like just the ending where uh, mark and henry are both hanging off hanging from the uh edge she ha she's holding on to him um mm -hmm. but her grip on uh her own son isn't that great she saves mark and lets her son fall to his death it's so fucking and gnarly dude like what a mind mm -hmm. fuck like yeah yeah just like that shot of his body yeah. and but yeah you're just like dude like what a wild way to like you know pull an ending into that movie like this is like you know mom on the edge of a literally hanging dangling from the edge of a cliff which boy are you gonna choose <laughs> you know oh i know fuck like, dude so insane uh yeah that I don't know. Like I, I, you know, I can't say it enough. Like of, of a lot of the out of a, a lot of the movies on this list that we put together for this episode, this is one near near the if not the top, the very top of the list. Like, you know, mm -hmm. where it's like you should watch this movie if you haven't. Without like, a doubt. Yeah, yeah. This movie, like, it definitely still holds up too. Like I agree. I wonder if it's streaming on anything right now. It's a good question. Uh, do you have any uh, shout outs from uh, 93 for 93? Well, we definitely got a reference Hocus Pocus. It's definitely not a horror movie per <laughs> se, but it's a damn fucking great, <laughs> great movie. And also they just recently just released a trailer for the sequel to that. They're bringing them. Yeah, back. I need to watch that. I haven't it's checked just, it out. That's one, yet, the, but. that's one of those movies that just has such like an enduring legacy. So exactly. It'll be it'll be hard to like pull it off to be honest um and then there's a i've watched it only once and i don't really remember too much about it but i didn't realize it came out in 93 until like when i was scrolling looking at all these the other day but the movie body bags it's like a Ooh. an anthology that that like yeah. brings it, it's one of those things that brings together a ton of people you know it's mm -hmm. uh mostly mostly helmed by john carpenter and toby hooper so you know two names you mm -hmm. should be familiar with if you've been listening um you I have bits so. you know with robert carradine like it's it's just pretty fucking i remember it being like stacy yeah yeah stacy keach is in it uh and you know like mark so what were we gonna say Oh, uh, you're, you, well, yeah. And you're mentioning Mark Hamill like that. That was, I didn't want to cut that mm -hmm. one off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's and Debbie Harry's in it too. So it, oh, and, and, and I believe Tom Arnold's involved, but you know what? Like yeah. it's, it's cool. Yeah. You know, there's like, there's, um, you know, the, all sorts of kind of fun elements to it. The first you know um episode or i don't know what do you call them like episode segment segment thank you geez i was like i was like what's the word what's the word um you know it's like centered around a gas station in michael myers hometown 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, which is pretty fucking cool. And like I said, it just, it, I, I remember I watched it probably like two years ago or something like that, but it was just like such a low key. Like I had never heard of this and you know, like a lot of other anthology series, there's definitely like some fun to be had while watching it. So that's, that's, yeah. I just remember enjoying, like enjoying the ride. I, I can't remember too many uh, specifics, but I did, I did think that, you know, when I was like trying to like rack my brain about it, I think the, uh, um, Robert Carradine as the serial killer was just really fucking like awesome. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and so was the, uh, the Mark Hamill segment, you know, where he plays the uh, baseball player who yeah. loses an eye and has a. Tra- it's just a, it's such a good segment. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's like you said, it's not one that gets a, uh, mentioned that much. Um, but but uh, yeah, the, similar to you, I stumbled upon it like a, a year or two ago and was was pleasantly surprised by it. Definitely. Um... Uh, what else happened in 93? There's also, oh, okay. So this is probably the, there's Return of the Living Dead 3 that, yeah. that happens here. <laughs> um, all, all those movies are pretty fun. That that one's pretty wild, uh, if I recall correctly. Um, and then what else? Just, nah, just a bunch of frivolous movies, you know? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of random sequels like Puppet Master 4. Yeah, uh, another Amityville. Maybe, <laughs> yep. Yep, Maniac Cop Three. Oh yeah, uh, man. Um, there's some good ones though. There's a an art uh, trauma, which is um, it's not one of Argento's uh, best movies, but um, um, it has to do with the serial killer that likes to uh, um, decapitate his victims. So oh, I'm shit. game. Yeah, shit. Um, also, uh, a '93 movie that we I one of my buddies recommended that we watch and it's one of those um shot on video movies it's called things oh so, no shot also, on video you know it's good um yeah also body melt came out which we almost talked about one episode and then um another one that's not really uh a horror movie but due to uh um themes of cannibalism um and uh uh is cannibal the musical which is an absolutely ridiculous fucking movie yeah that uh that's from the south park guys right yeah absolutely and it's over the top in the best way like that was one of those movies where i remember my my buddy david david arms like he discovered it in high school and that was when you know um south park was like one of the uh, most popular shows on TV. We watched it and like, it's one of those movies now where, um, you know, I've gotten older and my comedic tastes have changed. Uh, but at that time when you're in middle school and you watch it, like you're on the floor laughing. It's so hilarious. You know, for sure. Yeah, dude, that's right. There's also like, there's also this movie. I consider it kind of a ripoff of, um, Oh my God now i'm just now i'm blanking on it what's that uh serial killer movie oh my god i can't believe i'm blanking on this right now this is the serial killer movie with woody harrelson and oh yeah natural natural you're talking about california yeah don't it's like like a riff, yeah it doesn't it feel like it's kind of a ripoff of natural born killers 
absolutely so, okay like it even has juliette lewis in it so yeah um. that's what i mean like i was like i was like this this has there's something weird about this i just i mean if you've never seen natural born killers california can probably give you like a light version of the psychological mess of that movie but either way the other oh, the other movie that i wanted to, to talk about from this year yeah yeah, yeah. Is, is one that is kind of like a staple leprechaun totally. man motherfucking yeah. leprechaun came out in 1993 and we can all feel better for it like warwick davis mm -hmm. as the fucking leprechaun give me it jennifer La jennifer it aniston in her first movie wild that this is the first movie that jennifer aniston was in if you think about it, it just it it, it, it it is wild because um it's such a fucking ridiculous you know movie. i obviously i obviously um uh, um i i probably didn't see this movie until I, I i didn't see this movie until you know um her fame from friends had come out so it's real interesting yeah. to go back and watch it and, and you know what i mean and see her humble beginnings um <laughs> that's what i mean man like it's it's just ridiculous um yeah so and you know she plays like this classic like city girl sent out to the farm you know situation <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the classic like the classic fish out of water yeah you know, situation uh, <laughs> But like, you know, this, I mean, this movie has some fun deaths. It has some like ridiculous lines. Warwick oh, Davis yeah. is like equally hilarious and menacing as the leprechaun. And like, yeah, it I, I, spawns so much. It's definitely um, met more like as they go on, it's almost kind of like the trajectory of freddy krueger where as he got on they focus less on the menacing and more on the comedy and it's you could say the very like especially leprechaun 3 where he's like all these stupid fucking limericks but oh he's God. played more he's played more for like except for the go-kart scene but he's played more for like uh uh creepy in this one and i and i and i appreciate that for sure yeah. oh yeah yeah it's <laughs> Like I said, it's a, it's just one like it's it's one of those it's like just always fun to watch if somebody puts it on, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I I I don't know if I have, I mean I think the this is probably my favorite Leprechaun movie just because of like the overall like like you just kind of like said like the overall just sort of like it, it was meant to be kind of spooky, you know. Mm -hmm. um the other ones get like more endearing like because of the comedy but the you know for completely different reasons like i just really think that like like warwick davis in this role is just he had to have had so much fun playing that you know without a doubt you know what yeah. i mean like it's yeah it's ridiculous just, but it's a, uh, yeah obviously it's about the, a leprechaun who need who needs his gold back so he needs his gold yeah <laughs> which is is uh very much a reoccurring theme um but i will say this is that uh um it's it's another one of those instances where um when they were making it i don't think they realized um what the outcome was going to be in the in this sense that i don't think they foresaw this movie having you know six seven different 
movies in the franchise. Oh yeah. Um, obviously, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't the franchise ended up after this one. You know, it was like a straight straight to uh, to home video. So it wasn't the most successful. But that it, it, it's it's a very uh, like you mentioned. It's 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 a, a chief cult icon status. It's it's an endearing franchise. Um, so I don't think they knew what they were doing necessarily that they, that it was going to be as big of a hit as it as it as it was. No, I don't, I really don't think so either. And I, I you know well it definitely is a well earned cult cult following. Um, but there's like you know there's all sorts of like ridiculous like stuff that happens in this movie where it's like you know like a searching through the farm and like taking the time to shine all the shoes and oh shit my like god that. You know yeah. I mean? oh my god just ridiculous yeah, like crap yeah. Like that. it's yeah, a, I love it's it. a little over the top but uh yeah what, what what another interesting thing about it is um directed by this guy named uh mark jones who uh really didn't do much but he directed uh this a movie called rumpelstiltskin which oh. um is kind of like in a in a similar vein but it's actually a, a really solid um movie that doesn't get uh enough appreciation so you should go watch it but it's just it's very interesting to me to see that uh two of the main films on his um uh uh, uh filmography are leprechaun and rumpelstiltskin interesting yeah that is kind of funny rumpelstiltskin uh in you know in kind of reading about this movie there's like a i it's i found it said that like some of this movie was filmed at the same place where little house of the prairie and the waltons those two tv shows were shot like <laughs> probably <laughs> and uh the <laughs> Apparently, a quote from from Davis, like when asked about kind of you know filming and whatnot, he said it felt a quote a little blasphemous uh, filming okay. on several like the violent scenes on that set, I guess. <laughs> but that's the hilarious. Other, the other cool thing is like Davis Warwick does his own stunts in this movie, so he's like you know it's all it's all it's mm. all him, uh, mm. which is which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, I just, I think it's really funny that the thing that it can defeat the leprechaun is a four leaf clover. Clover. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Like, they, I, I just, I love it. It's like, could they have been like more like on the nose with like uh, Irish, um, you know, terminology? Like, really, that's what they, yeah. And it's just the way he gets ridiculous. dispatched, she like puts a fucking four leaf oh, clover yeah. on a piece of bubble gum and blows it into his mouth and he like just starts melting. Yeah. And then, and then the skeleton out of the out of the well. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's a great. Where's me? Where's me gold? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking great! Yeah, dude, I Leprechaun say, is. Yeah, say what you want about the movie, but the fact that Warwick Davis got paid to fucking just have a blast playing this role, like more power to him dude for real though yeah that it's it's definitely it i mean i feel yeah it's it should be in the cycle if you're a horror fan always always keep le a leprechaun movie nearby because they're they're fucking mm -hmm. great um so, do you have any final yeah. uh, shout outs for 93 
I do. I have three more before we jump into 94. Um, two, uh, so we have uh, a couple of low budget. We have uh, Doll Man versus Demonic Toys, which brings together, um, you know, it's a Charles Band. It's a Full Moon Pictures production. So uh, that really tells you all you need to know about it. Um, there's also Carnosaur, which, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's a, there's a really interesting movie that came out in 93. Um, it's another uh, killer dog movie, but it's actually surprisingly solid called Man's Best Friend. Um, it's actually one of those movies that when I, when, I, when, I was, when, I, when we were looking at this, I was like, dude, I haven't seen that in forever, and I really want to watch that now. Dude, I feel like I have seen this. I'm looking at like the poster and everything, and it's the cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, yeah. like that—that's one of those, you know, uh, dog turns on you. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a fucking hard movie, man. Yeah, but yeah, and that one has Lance. Hen- it says it has Lance Henriksen in it, so you know, staple. I love me. I love me some Lance. Yeah. <laughs> So going into uh, 1994, um, I feel like so we're really uh, more like uh, 95 heavy. Like we each have a pick in 94. So I just want to do a couple shout outs before I jump into my next movie. For sure. Um, so 94, uh, uh, we have Ghoulies 4, which is easily the worst movie in the Ghoulies franchise. And um, it's one of those movies where when you watch it, uh it's so wild because in the first three it's um really good uh puppet work but in this one it's uh it's small people in suits and it's terrible it's 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 akin to what the ninja turtles looked like in the first two movies compared to uh uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles 3 it's like that bad of god really that that bad of a drop-off bro that's fucking (laughs) that's weird man because I, I I feel like I've gone on record before where Ghoulies and Ghoulies Two are a huge guilty pleasure of mine. Um, <laughs> we also uh, have yeah. uh, what, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say uh, we keep we keep, you know just just because we just talked about it. Quick turnaround. Ninety four ha- ha- holds Leprechaun Two. So, so yep. not and then, not, not, and then yeah. yeah. And then 95 has Leprechaun 3, which we've talked about uh, I know. at length. That one's yeah, that's great. a quick no, turnaround. It's a quick <laughs> turnaround with those movies. Um, 94, 94 also has um, the third movie in uh, like the uh, John Carpenter's like Apocalypse trilogy uh, in the Mouth of Madness, which uh, in my opinion is probably the weakest of the three. Uh, but it's still really solid, and I absolutely like. Uh, will watch anything with Sam Neill in it. So. I was just gonna say, Sam Neill, John with John Carpenter. Uh, watch it. You have to watch it. Mm. Um, we also had. Uh, I mean, and I, I don't know if this is like, it, it's like an intriguing movie. I don't think uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with Robert De Niro was such a wild pick. I think they were really like striving for the success of dracula you know uh-huh. um by doing this movie and I, I just don't think it had the same oomph as as gary oldman's dracula for sure but uh no, no. there's also um what was it phantasm three 
So mm-hmm. I think it's Which just interesting solid. to yeah. I I just think it's interesting to note that that's still going. Phantasm is a, a cool property if you actually get into it. I've, oh my god, yeah. Um, I just recently got into it, and it was one of those things where it was like now I I know I knew what I like. It's one of those things where for years I heard people talking about it and I was like, uh, I finally saw the first three and I was like, well, I knew what I was missing this whole time because it's just such an awesome concept. Yeah. What else? We though? also have, there's a couple more sequels. We have Pumpkinhead 2, um, which is which uh, is interesting in its own right. We also have Puppet Master 5. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save a couple more uh, shout outs until we do each of our picks for this year, but I, I do want to do this really quick. So there's a shout out um, that I'm not going to say the name of. Um, I'm not going to say the name of it for a reason, and we've never done this before, but um, it's a movie that we're actually going to review next. And I want to give uh, a small clue um, to anyone that's listening that maybe they might be able to figure out ahead of time. So this movie... Um, was uh filmed as a horror movie but shortly before it was released the people that made the movie decided that they wanted to um uh uh aim it more at a kid-friendly uh audience so they took all the gore out um and released it and a couple of years ago uh one of the big like horror like uh, releasing companies um restored the movie to its uh and and released the gore cut and i can't fucking wait to talk about it but that's just a little clue a little teaser but, um yeah but my next pick um is uh um i've gone on record talking about uh this might be my favorite uh movie in the um nightmare on elm street series and it's also a movie that uh uh, when you watch it, you can see um, kind of uh, some of the beginnings of where Wes Craven went with Scream. Because hmm. um, Wes Craven's new nightmare uh, did something that hadn't really been done at the time and took this awesome meta approach to a long-running franchise that he himself had started and walked away from. Um and to me, the craziest thing about it is, 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 uh, um, he went, uh, he went for something that really, um, could have, could have went wrong and he pulled it off in the best of the ways. And I don't know if you could do that with other horror franchises. Yeah, it, it. I mean, I'm a recent convert to this movie because I remember like the for, for some reason, the first time I watched it, it didn't stick. But when I watched it, like not that long ago after you were like, dude, it's such a good movie. Like mm-hmm. it really it really hits, man. It's like a fucking wild concept, you know, and you're right. Like I, I that's such an interesting thought pro like where you know you can connect this to scream because of that sort of meta like gen like element in a way where and i couldn't agree with you more like it's kind of i didn't even think about it till just now and it makes sense you know being like this like self-aware thing where horror movies have a life of their own in society mm-hmm. you know like yeah it's pretty fucking cool i i, I just think it's cool to like i mentioned that he created the fr- created the franchise 
directed the very first movie, stepped away. All these different singles came out, uh, sorry, sequels came out to varying success. Um, and uh, just the fact that he came back, you know, uh, six movies later to direct another entry in it that was so drastically different. Um, and what's cool about it is that he was able to finally uh, depict um, uh, Freddie in a way that he originally intended. You know, it was it was more menacing, a lot creepier, just the subtle like uh, changes to his look. Um, mm. You know, there, there's there's barely uh, any any comedy. He's more played as this uh, very uh, 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 creepy sadistic uh entity and uh it's to the benefit in my opinion oh definitely yeah it it uh, yeah it's i mean and i like a lot I, I i'm so entertained by most of the nightmare on elm street movies you know but you're right like yeah. this actually is like it's kind of that's a like really kind of another great point about it dude or it's like Wes craven came in and was finally able to like portray the character how he had you know intended in a lot of ways mm -hmm. and you know and what he did you know by playing off of the idea that the pop the character got so popular it was just like i don't know it was just brilliant really like absolutely yeah and robert england does another he does a fucking bang up job in this movie you know mm -hmm. and, yeah so, so does heather langenkamp fair yeah she does awesome too which is also kind of I mean, it's an, it's also cool that she's brought back in this interesting way, you know, as like the actress yeah. rather oh, yeah. than the character, oh, yeah. you know, but is known for the character. So yeah. She's always trying to shake the character and then she becomes the character basically, you know, like in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, it's like, so great. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I could, I couldn't. But yeah, I could, like I can't I said, speak I'm... to it enough. Like it just, you should rewatch it if you've had, if you've watched it and dismissed it because it's a it's mm. worth it like yeah i'm I, it's one of those things where um it was really cool to uh hear you say that after uh giving it um uh, a a a, a rewatch and looking at it under a different light and and and, and being able to uh, um you know get you to look at it in a different light and appreciate it in, in a way that you had it before because yeah. it is a super strong movie um um and like i said uh it has a lot of things that um that uh uh when he went on to direct scream which made that movie um so successful but I, and i think part of that is because with scream he was able to complete something cr uh, completely new where you didn't have any previous attachment to these characters yeah um but dude i mean we're obviously going to talk about scream uh in the next episode um it's one of uh it's one of my favorite horror movies and in my opinion one of the best horror movies ever made uh and it's, once again it's wild how um craven was able to revitalize uh his career and have another fucking rollicking smash hit you know what i mean like yeah. jesus criminy dude for real though craven pulled off another one um yeah it's just yeah definitely like i said worth definitely worth watching one of the only 
uh, one of the few movies out of 94 that are kind of really worth the time. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I guess I'll just like, let me just, I'm going to get my pick out of the way because we got some shout outs to do also, but um, just getting, you know, it's not necessarily, it's, you know, uh, I wouldn't call it like a full on horror, you know, it's, it's horror light nowadays, Uh, (laughs) but 1994's interview with a vampire uh, based on the Ah. Anne Anne Rice work um, Mm -hmm. is like, it is like a really cool movie. Uh, I've never actually like dug into like reading any of Anne Rice's like vampire books, but apparently, and this is like the neat thing. It sounds like it's like wildly deep. Like she built like a really solid world, you know, um, that's what I've heard. And so I'm kind of like, as an adult, I'm kind of like intrigued about, about it. Uh, but interview with the vampire, it, like it's kind of interesting cause it takes, two really big stars at the time um <laughs> and makes them like kind of like i don't know it just makes them vampires makes them do these like you know sort of like you know you kind of follow this story from mm-hmm. brad pitt's vampire where he, you know he's like regaling christian slater uh his character uh, about like his life and you know you yeah. kind of travel through time with them from the point he gets turned by tom cruise uh, i'm not like doing the character names justice but um lestat lestat yes because lestat is the character the main character that you follow in the other Anne rice movie that, that was made yeah, many, yeah. many moons later queen of the damned and that that movie's <laughs> off the fucking rails if you ask me like that <laughs> but in, in a good way though in a, in, a, in a good way though it's a fucking wild movie uh well because like but anyway but this movie yeah. like it's it it's you know the best performance of all in this movie is probably kirsten dunst uh oh she's incredible she is so incredible in this movie and you know like what a mind fuck her character must be must go through for the bulk of that like (laughs) movie where it's like you know i'm immortal i've i'm this many years old but i'm just trapped in my child body and that's you know i'm a 12 year old yeah fuck um this it, movie though is 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 uh you know we've we, we we've talked about um some of our favorite vampire movies and what i love about vampire movies is how uh a different vampire movie uh can have a complete different look and feel and aesthetic mm-hmm. to it from another one and this is just another one of those movies that um the set pieces uh uh um the locations the setting it's a beautiful fucking movie and it is uh it is just an absolute treasure to look at yeah um that i do that's one of my favorite things that i do agree with man it's like it really puts you in the like the world that they're trying you know that they're describing like because of how everything looks and like it's meticulous like just Mm -hmm. so well done i think that like i mean my biggest beef with this, and this is just my biggest beef with any movie uh, that f- that features him, it's it's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is like is the weak link in this movie, if you ask me, um, because his performance uh, it, is just it, it, I don't know. They could I just I think that he was in it because of the star power, and I don't think he was in it because he was the best actor for the job. 
Uh, it's really interesting you say that because I just was like, I'm not one of those people that uh, um, reads like things from social media about like uh, movie stars or, or this or that. But there's this like Mickey Rourke interview where he talked about um, how he doesn't really have uh, um, respect uh, for Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise just plays the same fucking role in every movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's the truth. Though, yeah, man. he. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's the weakest link because because Brad Pitt, and no matter what he is, you're drawn to him. Um, yeah. Well, as you mentioned, he has his character has this like you know the the human vulnerability that like sucks you into the situation where it's you know the the ongoing angst of like like should I be giving into my vampiric needs or you know or not and that's always the question well, i think you know for people it's like would i fucking like go out there and kill you know <laughs> like well that that's one of my favorite uh aspects of this movie is all mm-hmm. the trauma that every character has you know because he yeah. you know uh before he gets turned he is dealing with the loss of his wife and his unborn child yeah. um and then we mentioned uh 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 Claudia Kirsten Dunn's character um, is dealing with uh, being like you mentioned immortal, but essentially a 12 year old in an adult woman's body. I have no idea what the hell that would be like. Um, and then by the end of the movie, you know, uh, uh, Brad Pitt's character um, and, and I'm talking about before, like the last scene of the movie, but near the end of the movie, when it, you're reintroduced to him, He's just like living in squalor and you can tell that he has all this guilt over turning, not only turning uh, Claudia, but turning um, um, Tom uh, Brad Pitt's character himself. Like he just has all this guilt over all just living for fucking ever and all these all these all these things he did that he regrets. So and you don't yeah. think about that when you think about vampires, you're not going to sit there and think about the trauma they must have. You know what I mean? It's interesting. Yeah, no, exactly. It gives you this like really different look into like you know the life of a vampire than you than i think people commonly uh like commonly think about and you know there's like like you were saying though there's all sorts of really cool things about this the whole theater of the vampires oh that shit is so fucking wild with you know like antonio banderas character and um yeah you know like like just like so i don't know there's some really beautiful parts of this movie uh visually and there's you know there's mm-hmm. some really interesting yeah there's just like just i don't know it's it's worth i mean i feel like it's definitely worth watching which is why i wanted to talk about it because but, but it's not really like a spooky movie, just the you no know? yeah just the plot and premise alone too it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very it's there's a, it's very unique and there's there, there there's upon watching it you're reminded why it's like regarded as one of the best uh spoken about in the list of like best vampire movies of all time yeah for sure for sure and the, the well, and you, and the ending is is pretty classic you know yeah get yeah. jump scare ending it's, with Lestat making a comeback <laughs> It's it's solid, especially because uh, it's interesting because you know in the scene before, um, the reporter had ba- you know had asked uh, to be turned, um, yeah. but wasn't, and then he, he he you know it's one of those things where you kind of you, you know be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. 
dude for real um well, all right you got any uh other shout outs for the 94 yeah before we jump into 95 i got a couple more so we have another uh um stephen king adaptation uh the stand oh. um and then here's a case so i have two shout outs actually so one came out in 94 and one came out in 95 but they're very uh uh, uh similar premise so the there's one in 94 that came out called Skeeter that's about Skeeter. mutated called oh. uh, mut- mutated mosquitoes of course. and then there's one in 95 that came out called Mosquito which actually just got put on shutter and I watched like 3 quarters of it last night before falling asleep um, but it's just hilarious that we recently watched Popcorn and the movie just... within a movie the movie within a movie is about this fucking gigantic killer mosquito yeah dude that's fucking awesome i was wondering if like i was like there has to be like some you know you know this has to be a thing of giant insects and everything but now here it is the skeeter movies and i like that there's one back to back like 94 and 95 like it was a it was a hot topic like people were like no okay the, the giant mosquito it's like it's fucking terrifying trust me <laughs> how was it how was the part have- of the movie that you watched though I mean, it it, it 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 was low budget, um, <laughs> but I will say this: like, but but uh, the 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 parts with uh, this the mosquito that were uh, CGI were really really bad, but the parts with the mosquito that were practical effects were awesome. So okay. I'll Fuck say yeah. that. Fuck yeah! I'll have to check it out. No, that's on Shutter. My last uh, shout out for. Um, 1994 is uh night of the demons 2 um it's not as good as the first one but it's still you know it's still an entertaining um movie that you know you 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 could find worse ways to spend some time i don't know if i've seen night of the demons 2 oh man what about you you got any you got any last uh shout outs for uh 1994 um honestly not really man 94 was kind of a tough year for me going through it i did like when looking at stuff there was some that i want i discovered i wanted to check out you know like uh there like the movie it's brain scan was the one with eddie furlong it's like it it seems like a kind of i don't know mind fuck sort of movie yeah. uh and I've then like i've never seen it that's what i mean like there's just like there's mostly movies in here that like i was kind of like oh man i don't know there's apparently there's a movie called hellbound that features chuck norris and it's listed <laughs> as a supernatural thriller so you know what? Woot, woot. yeah um but you mentioned oh, um uh, the stand there's one other like stephen king property that got made it was like a made for tv series i think technically but it was the kingdom and i didn't hmm. realize this until just now the director lars von trier is attached to it and that dude made some insane what? fucking movies man like yeah he has uh like disturbing watched- fucking movies <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't watched a lot of his work, but um, probably like a year ago, I watched one of his more uh, recent movies, The House That Jack Built, and it's super good. Yeah, dude. For real, man. Um, controversial motherfucker, though, really. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is interesting. But yeah, I mean, you know, some of the shout outs you mentioned, I was like, you know, I was like, dang, okay. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe I'll have to check that out. But yeah, it was like 94 is probably the hardest year of, of them all for me. Um, 95 was a yeah. little bit better for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, which, we're definitely, you know, we each, we each have two more and then there's quite a lot of uh, more solid movies that came out that will yeah. um, touch on. So for sure, um, you know, just to break the uh, the ice, so to speak, mm-hmm. with ninety five, a movie that we did touch we did touch on in a separate episode, <laughs> Ice Cream Man came out. <laughs> ice oh Cream Man. Oh my God! What a what what a way! I love what, it. Like it, we just have to remind the uh, you know the, the listeners that Ice Cream Man is such a fucking good movie. So you got to go watch it. It ninety five classic. <laughs> And, and speaking movie. of it's it is it's so entertaining um i anything you know i'm a sucker for anything with clint howard in it uh <laughs> yeah, boy. especially where he's like the it's like it's a it's a clint howard vehicle not just like a cameo you know yeah um another cold related movie that i'm seeing here that came out in 95 uh which is probably uh pretty fucking bad it's called frostbite wrath oh. of the wendigo Oh God, Wrath of the Wendigo! Uh, yeah, dude, Frostbite. Mm-hmm. Says the, the filmed in Michigan. I want. I wonder. Is that like? Oh my God! Is mm. it a Bigfoot movie? Is it? I mean, it's got to be it what? like it's, if, it, if it's a Wendigo, it's essentially Bigfoot, right? Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say it's like I'm always on the quest for the best like Bigfoot horror movie. <laughs> there's not yeah, very many good. Kind of. There's not. No, they're mostly like uh like like uh sci-fi channel-esque, you know. Yeah. Um so but um but a, a movie that's not yeah, well like what? Um what do you Oh well like uh, in terms of Bigfoot movies? I don't I don't know. I was I was oh, no, uh, in terms, talking about shout out. I thought you were talking oh. about yeah, that's what I that's okay. what I, yeah. I thought we were, <laughs> um I we had to we have to shout out Candyman two, farewell to the flesh. Uh yeah. Not, it's a pretty solid sequel. It's yeah, it you know, it's not bad. It's not, <laughs> the first one definitely worth watching. Um for sure though, I'll say that. Oh, the second one uh yeah, it's cool. Um the first one is the first one's obviously an undisputed classic. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Well, we got some more sequels uh in 95. We have uh Carnosaur 2. Um <laughs> uh, which is even worse than the first one. Um, and then we have uh, Children of the Corn 3 Urban Harvest. Which oh, yeah. We forgot to mention the last actually, 94 had had this, the number, sequel, the number two. But yeah. What, Urban Harvest? Third, oh, my gosh. I think I'm, I'm pretty positive it's the third one, and it's actually pretty interesting where um, it's like uh, in, in a more of a city setting and this like um, in a back alley, like a, 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 a row of corn, like just shows up. It's, it's interesting. So it kind of gets a little more supernatural. I'm just, that's one of those, that's one of those where, uh, you know, it, uh, the first one is, is, and when I say loosely, I mean loosely, it's loosely based off of a, of a Stephen King short story. So it's still wild to me that they went and made like seven different sequels out of that. Yeah, man. Like, I, I mean, the first one is definitely like, I mean, it's cool. It, uh, yeah. And it's, it's definitely like fun, like a, a good watch, but 
yeah it just i'm with you like it's one of those properties where i was just like i honestly was not really ever interested in the in the sequels um mm. and you know in terms of like like i've got to follow the story you know right which uh, is fair yeah but it is kind but, of uh, yeah that's wild they I wanna, so many what i want to jump into i want to jump into my uh my next pick um, what you got? because uh uh, 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 it is a good movie, and I, it's one of those movies that I have a lot of um, nostalgia tied to. Um, I'm a lifelong uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt fan, mm. um, ex- especially uh, tracking down um, old EC comics. Um, but this is one of those movies that I remember when I was like, when I was uh, younger. Um, and living in Missouri, it was around the same time I had this, uh, these friends that were older brothers, um, and they introduced me to, um, uh, uh, from Dust Till Dawn, which is still one of my favorite, uh, horror movies, but they also introduced me to, um, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, which, uh, <laughs> is one of those movies that, uh, again, um, I wish more people would watch and gain an appreciation for it because it's one of those movies that is, uh, has a lot of original ideas, um, a lot of cool ideas, uh, a lot of solid performances. Uh, um, uh, there's some bad CGI cause it was around that time, but the practical effects yeah. are fucking, uh, are just like chef's kiss. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just everything about this. It's directed by Ernest Dickerson, who has a really interesting filmography. He directed uh, Surviving the Game, which um, oh, shit. if people don't know, part of it was filmed in Wenatchee. Yeah, um, boy. You know, uh, Ice-T, part of it was filmed in Wenatchee. Yeah, man. Uh, he also directed um, a comedy w- with uh, Damon Wayans and uh, Adam Sandler called Bulletproof. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. Yeah. But then he directed another uh, 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 um, um, lesser lesser recognized, but still pretty solid and has a cult following horror movie, uh, Bones, um, oh. starring Snoop Dogg, which is another oh, like yeah. really cool fucking concept. Dude. That's wild. What a wild like spread. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and was this you know, I I so to you like was this probably one of the more standout like tales from the crypt uh ex- like, you know, works or you know, cuz this was like a full movie whereas like Yeah, there know, was Yeah, cuz there ended up being three of them. There ended up being Tales from the uh there's Demon Knight. Um Later in the 90s, there was Bordello of Blood, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty solid. And then I think it was like 2001, they had another one that um, uh, was straight to DVD called Initiation. And it's 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 not as good. But yeah, both this and Bordello of Blood came out like uh, in the 90s um, around like the peak time when uh, Tales from the Crypt on HBO was still super popular. Yeah. Um, and I think it was one of those things where they tried to get it to more uh, of an audience where, you know, people were really into Tales from the Crypt, but not everybody at HBO. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. That happened. To, I mean, but that just was the, the nature of it back then. Absolutely. But just like some of the names uh, in the in the in the cast, you know, we have uh, Billy Zane plays the yeah. collector. Billy Zane. Uh, William. 
William Sadler plays the other like main character uh, who's in like this uh, eternal conflict with a collector by the name of uh, Breaker, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, uh, and Dick Miller plays a small plays a role as uh, Uncle Willie, uh, this 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 drunk. Um, Uncle Willie, so, and I dude, Dick Miller is just he he needs no introduction, man. He <laughs> is just great he's normally associated with joe dante uh but just dude i mean like what, what when was the last time you watched this movie oh man it's been it's been a while i think it's on i think it's on uh, streaming somewhere i think because i just I feel yeah like i just saw it no it reminded me before we were even doing this i was like fuck dude i want to like rewatch that i haven't gotten around to it yet probably do it tonight honestly because we're talking yeah. about it but well, yeah it's been a little while i just you i just should. remember it being fucking awesome like and so i'm looking forward but when's the last time you've watched this movie um uh, they put it on shutter a couple months ago yeah that's and it's one it of those movies it, it's another one of those movies where um if i turn on streaming and it's there i'm gonna watch it um okay because just the plot it's just this wild plot it's just this wild plot of uh you just get dumped into this story on this like new mexico highway with uh the collector and the breaker and uh you can just tell that they have some form of rivalry going on this wild scene happens where they crash cars into each other uh dick miller's character takes uh um, breaker to a uh, boarding house that's at a old rundown uh, church while the collector hitches a ride with two cops they end up meeting at um, the boarding house and it's one of those situations where when the collector gets there he tries being like oh you know uh, this man um, has some of my property and, and he's not to be trusted when it's obviously the, the other way around and just the first kill where uh the collector um kills this cop by just punching his fucking fist through his skull it's just i remember whammo. That. <laughs> yeah, dude. from there it just gets turned to a hundred and there's just all kinds of crazy demons uh um the collector has this like uh uh, uh power where he can like um he like gets in your head and, and and makes you see things like with dick miller's character for example he gets in his head and makes him think that he's in this bar drinking beer with all these scantily clad women and just kind of <laughs> a dick miller it, it's great um but yeah there's just some like wild fucking effects wild creatures wild deaths um uh, 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 and it gets to this point near the end where, because uh, at, at one point, um, uh, Breaker explains to these group of people that this talisman that he has in that uh, a long time ago when God created Earth, that there was these seven keys, uh, these seven demons, um, and he created light to scatter them around and that this, this uh, talisman holds the blood of Christ and that whoever uh, holds it... Um, um is immortal uh but whenever whenever they die um they pass it on and they fill it up they fill up their blood and they pass it to a new person who has to be the new uh collector and that ends up happening where this scene happens where this child that is possessed mortally wounds breaker um and then gets killed in grand fashion where he gets thrown out this window where there's like a seal and he just explodes uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 
dude. Um, yeah, go watch it tonight. But yeah, so he passes. Uh, William Sadler's character Breaker passes on um, the artifact to Jada Pinkett Smith, yeah. and she has a final final showdown with uh, with uh, the collector. Uh, uh, ends up killing him to where as he's dying he turns into his demon form um, and then it has one of those real awesome 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 and effective uh, like uh, and this is the much so the time that this movie came out but one of those twist endings where it shows her uh, hopping on a bus she pours a seal to the steps and at the next bus stop you see this guy that that's wearing uh and identical to what the collector was wearing and has a, a briefcase similar to him and he mentions to the bus driver uh uh i'll get on at the next bus jada pinkett smith notices him and you see oh here's the next uh yeah. uh you know uh uh in, in uh incarnation of this um the battle between these two it's super solid that's cool yeah that damn dude that was yeah <clears throat> I don't know. I, I yeah, I'll have to rewatch it. I feel I feel like I'm blanking on too much, but I do, dude. I remember the fucking head punch like that. That's one of those moments that like <laughs> stays with you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's amazing. Oh man. Yeah. So and, I got I got to cut. What's up? Oh no, I was gonna say what. What other move? What other uh, shout outs do you have? Well, I want to I want to save a couple for uh, when we're done talking about movies in general, but. I just want to do two more shout outs before you jump into your next movie. So, um, and I almost picked this one, but 1995 gave us uh, Castle Freak, um, which is another uh, collaboration between Stuart Gordon, Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton. Um, and it's not, it's not, it, it's, it's, uh, and it's, it's one of those things where uh, from beyond, from beyond the reanimator and this are three completely totally different movies yeah. uh, but they're all entertaining and this is this isn't my favorite of the three but it's still really solid dude um and i'm just, gonna have to like I mentioned, find those, this movie yeah just those three together dude uh it, it's entertaining and i love all yeah. three of those names so. that's sick uh oh yeah that, that that sounds like it'd be really fucking cool and mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a, co- a couple other like random, you know, like we mentioned, Leprechaun 3 came out, uh, mm-hmm. but there's also a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, uh, from this, the next, from this oh, year, Jesus. the next generation starring Renee Zellweger and, uh, <laughs> 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 and Matthew McConaughey, um, and, uh, yeah. and, uh, there's another, and this is like a wild card um mm-hmm. movie, if you ask me but but vampire in brooklyn uh with eddie murphy it, it came out this year that's another West i craven. always forget yeah i always forget that that's a fucking craven movie dude it, it throws me off uh it throws me for a loop every time i look i i look at it you know i'm just like <laughs> all right because i mean just to be honest like i feel like you just can't take i mean eddie murphy it I mean, it's meant to be comedic at times, but it definitely mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, you're just like, I can't, Eddie Murphy's not very scary to me <laughs> in any no. way, even if he's trying to no. be menacing. Um, but, you know, it's still, it's, it's still there. Yeah. I feel uh, like I, I, I haven't seen that movie since I was uh, younger. So, I mean, you know, maybe I need to reach out and, um, uh, 
watch that. But yeah. uh, what's your what's your what's your next um, what's your next pick? Uh, you know, let's dive into species. Species uh, is kind of spe- like a species. Species. <laughs> uh, it's like a sci-fi <laughs> horror. Um, I, I remember. You know, being for, I, to be honest, I remember first being drawn to this because like there was like a pretty, a really pretty lady on the cover, mm. and I was like, "What's this fucking movie about?" And then you find out that that's <laughs> like built into the movie, where you know, in a lot of aspects. Um, but it's such a mind fuck of a movie where it's like, you know, people discover uh, potential alien life, and then pe- mm-hmm. people discover, you know, get get given alien dna to to fucking you know build into you know uh what's this what's the word um to like just splice you know, splice god damn it thank you <laughs> I'm like, uh, to, to like with the human dna and then they experiment on how it. wild dude what i mean like what a fucking jump like what i mean just that alone where it's like oh whoa dude i think something's talking back to us oh whoa like it's given us like alien DNA, hey, bro. Like, it's like, <laughs> like I wouldn't jump it. into the yeah. yeah. Like if they're telling us to splice it with human DNA, let's ex- let's do that experiment. Like why? Why would you? Um, and you know it goes crazy. It goes, no like, shit. So you know, like the one uh, ex- experiment that you know it survives. It's like that that crazy notion like thing where it's like it grows up super fast, and so like within. Mm-hmm. You know, a few like months it's like you know 12 years old and then like you know grows into like a 20 something year old like really fucking quick and mm-hmm. you know and and it's just there's so many like there's there, there's some crazy scenes there's like a i feel like it almost had to be like an alien homage where there's a scene where um still the the character that you kind of is the uh the 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 alien hybrid is mm-hmm. like you know they're, they she's she's being sought uh from like this group one of the members of that group is like an empath <laughs> so he like feels her feel mm-hmm. feels her feelings um but there's this whole uh shot where she like drives her tongue through mm-hmm. this dude and like i just i just remember then and now i still think like i was like that reminds me so much of like the alien you know mouth in the mouth where it's like right through the back of your skull well it's interesting that you say that because uh um hr geiger worked on the extraterrestrial aspect of of sill and one of his what one of his complaint one of his complaints with the movie is that uh uh, is that he felt like it if it, 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 it to him it felt too much like alien um so i can totally understand why you feel that way uh but yeah dude like you said it's just like what a wild ass fucking thing to jump to and then obviously you know they realize the error of their way uh they try to kill her uh she escapes and mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose she reproduces yeah. um but her alien form is amazing. And this is one of those movies too, that, uh, um, I think is super solid. And, 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 uh, besides the, um, the obvious, uh, 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 likenesses to alien, I think it's a pretty creative, um, movie in its own right. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I just, uh, that's kind of interesting that, that, you know, 
Geiger thought that, but like I do, I think it, 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 you know, there's little things that remind me of Alien personally, but I think it kind of has its own place species. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, but you know, and 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 of course the ending where you know, it's like the story continues on, you know, because like part of Sill's body or it ends up like devouring a rat or something like that, or or no, it's like it's like a rat is like eating is de- like eating it and then turns into like you know this hybrid and then creature yeah you know? and so you're just like oh shit it ain't over uh <laughs> but, but yeah her, her 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 design at like in her alien form is pretty solid mm-hmm. uh there's some there's some good deaths but it's also where you mentioned like i remember uh um you know this came out in 95 uh i was well that first time i saw it i was probably 10 or 11 and i watched it in that same you know being a horny young boy where i was like oh man this natasha hendridge is hot yeah. you know but it's more but it's more than that but uh oh absolutely it's so much more than that like no. it has a good like uh from like uh, so it was produced by frank mancuso jr who worked on uh friday the 13th franchise um it's you know the cast is pretty solid it's got ben kingsley michael madsen alfred molina forrest whitaker yeah um and here's here's an interesting tidbit for you so the uh the alien sill voice is done by frank welker uh what yeah <laughs> what? no um yeah dude it, it is like i'm glad you mentioned the cast because it is like a wildly good cast if you think about mm. like that time period like uh yeah i don't know i just can't say it enough it's have it's, you seen this the sequels have you seen the have you seen the sequel the second one i don't think so yeah so i remember yeah. having like a, a um it was like a random like uh uh like one of my relatives like bought it for me uh for like my birthday or christmas one year um because if i remember it was straight to straight to video and it's like essentially a similar plot but instead of a female this time it's a male um oh. and he's like an astronaut that uh kind of like a uh 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 jonah jameson's son bringing venom back to earth situation yeah. like uh oh gosh this astronaut goes up to space and brings back gets infected and then he's the one that's going around and trying to uh, 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 impregnate all these women to bring about. Um, but Natasha Hendridge is in the sequel, and there's like a scene or two where she's trying to hunt him down to kill him because of the threat that he's trying to bring upon humanity, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That, but it, that, but it's bad. Cool. It, it's nowhere near as good as uh, Species. Because like I said, I think it's a pretty uh, creative uh interesting what and it's done well you know what yeah I, mean? I agree i mean i don't think we have very many solid like alien movies to choose from in terms of like you know some of these years and but species was one that like definitely is it's it's kind of it's just a it's a cool ride i don't know if like I, I feel like not everybody might agree with it, but I still think it's a it's a solid it's a solid fucking alien alien banger. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, what else we got from '95? So there's this really weird movie called uh, The Fear, 
um and it's about like a killer wooden mannequin Ooh. um yeah I, i've never actually seen it but i remember it's one of those movies that i remember seeing uh like when i was living in missouri and going to the movie store all the time always seeing the cover and being like intrigued by it oh, um man. I like uh, I, I like wooden wooden mannequin slash puppet killer movies. So yeah, so do I. Uh, we also had uh, uh, Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions. Um, oh yeah, it's pretty solid. Uh, with, and then with uh, Scott Bakula. That's right. Scott Back. What a name, dude. I know. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna save my last couple shoutouts until we're done. So I'm just gonna hop uh into um my next pick which is a uh very divisive uh movie um and when i say the title you'll you, people will understand why but i'm talking about uh halloween uh six the curse of michael myers that came out in 1995 um and this is one of those movies that um i feel like you know uh now nowadays even more so ever since like they they released because there's like three different cuts of this movie but ever since they released like the director's cut um that more people have come around to it and have come to appreciate it uh for what it was but it's wild to me that it's one of those movies that um was disliked so bad that halloween h2o came along and completely retconned it <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah um because it is why, the, yeah why uh, do you think that why do you think that is though like that's what, a good question because what about this made it so worse than the other stuff because halloween four five and six were and uh this is the capper of like uh the cult of thorn um trilogy uh you know where they tried to establish that um you know because one of the best parts about the original is just like here's this guy no one knows why he's doing what he's doing uh you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so i feel what, like what's we, driving we, him you know yeah we didn't need to find that out um <laughs> i'm still I, i'm still a fan of four five and six i'm a fan of, of all of the halloween movies except uh for resurrection but it's one of those things where we didn't necessarily uh need to know you know what i mean um yeah. and so like i said this movie uh, I think another part of it was due to the uh, um, all the all the troubles that came in production. Because, like I mentioned, there was multiple versions of the film. Like, uh, okay. um, while while they were filming it, uh, um, uh, the the production company wanted the original cut, and the the distributors uh, um, wanted uh, who they had incorporated reshoots and additional material. And ultimately, Dimension Films won, and that's the movie that was released. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, I mentioned that there's like a, 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 a producer's cut. So there's a theatrical cut, producer's cut, director's cut. Um, and the movie that uh, that they got the theaters was is drastically different than what it was going to be. Um, I think that has part to do with it. Um, I also think another, I think another thing that has to do with it. Um, is the fact that it was supposed to be, you know, the end of this trilogy and they kill off, um, um, uh, do, 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 they kill off a fan favorite character, you know, um, at the very beginning of the movie, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, I, why am I blanking on her goddamn name right now? 
Um, Danielle Harris played her. Oh, is Jamie? Uh, wow, thank you. Yeah, they yeah, kill yeah, off yeah. Jamie right, you know, right at the beginning, and it's yeah. not only that, but it's a different act. It's a different actress. Um, but I don't know. There are parts. Yeah. Uh, there are parts. There are parts of the movie that are good too. I thought it was cool that they brought back uh, Tommy Doyle. That was, uh, like that's Paul what I was gonna Red. say. I always loved that. Like that they tried yeah. to bring back Tommy. You know. <laughs> um, but it is just super random. You know how like. Yeah, I don't know. Like just the whole, like, <laughs> was it like Tommy, you know, revealing that he, you know, the, the Tommy telling every like everybody that, that about the mic about the curse. I just think it's like, why the fuck is Tommy mm-hmm. the one that's doing this? All that's also the thing, you know. But the curse Good itself, point. which is like what it's like, it's uh, I, it says it right here. Uh, long ago, one child from each tribe chosen to bear the curse of Thorn must sacrifice its next of kin on the night of Sam Hain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't like to... that that much. <laughs> right, because and I think that's another thing too is where four and five, you know, like you saw uh, the symbol on his hand, and then in, 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 at the end of five, the man in black shows up and busts him out of jail. But it's not mm-hmm. like something that is so heavily in the movie. You know, it's just Michael going around killing uh, 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 Loomis, trying to stop him, and this town that's caught in the chaos. And in this movie, yeah, they tried to establish all this wild shit, and it just did not. I don't think it hit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like. Like you were saying, I think earlier, where it's like, it, it, you know, the, the Halloween movies are generally fun to watch either way. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it just this one's like the one that really stretches it, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, as far as to when H2O came out, you know, they can com- uh, they completely retconned it because also, uh, um you know, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, I forget if it's the fourth or the fifth one, but you learn, uh, through like a small little scene where a character is listening to a radio that, um, that Lori's dead, you know what I mean? So it's just mm-hmm. like, they, I feel like they just really like put themselves in a corner and I, and I absolutely love Halloween H2O. Um, yeah, but then again, there, there, there are parts of this movie that I like, like, uh, mm. uh, Michael's absolutely fucking brutal. Um, there's a lot of really cool scenes with blue lighting. Uh, okay. It's uh, Donald Pleasance's last film role. Um, Is it really? So he got to oh. he got to go he got to go out playing uh, the character that arguably uh, made him famous. Yeah, um, Doctor so Loomis. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I uh, like I said. Um, I, I enjoy it for what it is. It's it's one of those movies where I never had high expectations for it, so I don't go in expecting to be blown away. Fair um, enough. I just go in expecting to see some cool kills, um, some cool lighting. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just I just think that they tried uh, to do way too much, um, uh, and it just didn't pan out. Uh, the way, and like I said, part of that's due to that to the production and everything. But what what's so what what is your opinion on this movie? Um, I mean, I don't really have like a very thorough opinion on it. I would I would say that it's my probably one of the, my yeah like the bottom of my list 
or the bot, you know, in terms of like the Halloween movies, not like the absolute bottom probably, but um, I don't know. Like, I mean, you always like, you always convince me to rewatch these movies. That's like the thing. It's like, we always like start talking about it and I'm like, man, he's describing like all this blue lighting and like Michael killing. And I'm like, man, like maybe I need to give it another go. Like, I feel like, I feel like I, like, you know, some of these sequels I can dismiss too, too quickly. And I, you know, they become background movies too fast when it's like, man, maybe I should really pay attention to it. Um, Okay. But I just remember, like, I just remember being so turned off by like the random storyline. I was just like, okay. But, you know, again, now I find myself in this position where it's like, I don't want to trash talk it. If I'm going to turn around and like watch it in a couple of days and be like, oh, that was fucking cool, actually. (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't think it's as bad as it. Is it? Is it? uh, I don't think it deserves uh, all of the hate that it gets. um, So. Fair enough. I mean, I and like I said, like I said, uh, 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 um, you know, Halloween Resurrection is 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 what you think of when you think of an absolute shit Halloween movie, <laughs> and rightfully so. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, not as not the strongest sequel, but no. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's uh. What I, what am I trying to say? It's not like the only like rough sequel that came out this year, though. You know, in '95, like it's you know, it's like it was like the year of like really hit or miss sequels. I feel like because you know, like we mentioned, there's there's the Leprechaun Three, which we've talked about like, because it's it's so so juicy, we'll say, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, like the, the, the the Candyman, the Children of the Corn. There's like a Howling, uh, yeah, you know, sequel, which is like <laughs> that's that's one that always surprises me when it pops up. You know, where it's just like there's too true, like legit, so many. Uh, there's more of them. <laughs> yeah, no, for, for real. <laughs> like, like this one's like the the seventh Howling movie. That's fucking yeah, crazy. They, they, yeah, they could have stopped it too. Like yeah, the first should've. one is, you know, we, we had an episode about it. We talked about it, and I was very surprised with how good it was. But yeah, they could have just—they didn't need to make more of them. Oh, and then there's a uh, the 1995 Village of the Damned. Yeah, which uh, gets a lot, gets a lot, gets a lot of hate. Yeah, um, Christopher Reeve, Mark Christopher Hamill. Reeves, yeah. Yeah, look at that's a great cast. Like directed by John Carpenter. Carpenter, yeah, that's one of yeah. those movies that he he uh, that like th- this is one of those movies that they talk about like this is where um, his career started to take like a downturn was mm, uh, yeah yeah. Eesh. All right. Well, well, what uh, what uh, you got one more pick, right? I do, and I'm I'm actually very embarrassed by this. So the uh, the the movie that I picked is not the movie that I was thinking about when I picked it. Oh my God, here we go. This is going to be good. So the movie I picked was The Prophecy, okay. uh, starring Christopher Walken. Um, okay. It's, you know, kind of like a, you know, like a demon angel kind of centered, you know, it's like, it's like, bibli- like a biblical kind of centered, like, you know movie um it's not bad it's just it's not it's just not the movie i was 
thinking of when I picked it. The movie I was thinking of yeah, when I'm I picked be it honest. was a different Christopher Walken movie. <laughs> okay, so be- before you before you uh, continue with what you're going to say, I'm I'm you know I, I'm really not that uh, familiar um, with Prophecy. I feel like it's one of those movies that I've I've watched in passing, but I really am not very familiar with. And then going through and reading the plot, I, w- I was just like, hmm, maybe I haven't seen this. But what was yeah. the movie you were thinking of? The Dead Zone. So <laughs> just because just because they're both like I don't know why I was like thinking like I just like for some reason I was thinking of like I don't know why. It's like I was just okay, this is how I can only describe it. And, and when I was younger, I would always confuse uh Radiohead and Rage Against the Machine for no apparent reason. Um Okay. And that's how I feel about the, these two movies right now. Like I really just thought that like the, the for some reason that this was the dead zone which is a fucking awesome movie um yeah dead zone is super solid it's super solid absolutely agree but the prophecy i i can't really like i honestly i mean i feel like i've seen it like once maybe twice i'm not really big on like biblical fantasy scary you know thrillers or whatever i think that's kind of like whatever (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but i mean that being said this movie is like one of those movies that like it spawned like a number of sequels also for it some did. for it some did. reason you know what yeah. i mean like it's it, there's there's some merit there i guess but like i said i don't really have much to say on it because i really just didn't think it was i didn't think that one through i feel like a dummy but there's yeah, a, i was yeah. looking at the cat the, the cast is pretty interesting though because it has uh, christopher walken it has remit uh, virginia madsen you know who's from County Man, uh, Vigo Morton's uh, Vigo Morgenstein is in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Vigo Mortenstein. Um, oh my god, Adam, Adam Goldberg is in it, and then uh, Elias Codius, who most people obviously associate with Casey Jones. Yeah, I was gonna say, but yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it, it, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I was just reading it and I was like, it doesn't sound like something that I would uh find myself like seeking out and 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 watching yeah um and i I feel and i i feel bad if there's people that are listening that are and maybe it is one of those movies that i need to watch and maybe i'll feel differently about it maybe i'll be surprised by it so i I don't mean any ill will when i say that yeah i mean yeah exactly it's it it was popular enough to like merit something so there was like you know some something about it but i just you know like i said i i just i rightly can't speak to it i'm just kind of uh i just i'm literally just realizing that so i feel kind of like a dingus at the moment live on the recording it's okay um hey I'll, I'll, this this is what i'm gonna say uh um you were honest and uh yeah. you know you could have you could have sat here and bullshitted through it and instead you decided to be honest and that's really cool so yeah but that being said there's probably like a you know a couple other movies that we could like shout out and stuff from this year when you look at this list of you know when you look at the solid like all the horror movies that did come out um i got a couple more i got a couple more and then you know you can uh hopefully i don't say any that you were going to shout out but i'm gonna i have two more that i want to shout out and then you can finish off before i hop into my last pick but i wanted to shout out uh um there was another uh remake of piranha in this year um it's one of those movies that's been 
it's had like three different remakes um and then also yeah. another another stephen king adaptation which uh is another one of those that um is one of the most uh least regarded uh uh king adaptations um it has a robert england in it and it's called the mangler and i think it's, it's mm. mainly because it's one of those short stories uh you know it's based uh, about uh at an, an industrial uh press at a at a at, a, at a, like a, a laundry um place that uh takes on a mind of its own um and in the short story it, it gets a taste of human blood and then at the end of the story uh as wild as the image sounds it busts off of its foundation and and, and busts out into the city you know it's 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 one of those Damn. ideas of king had where he can turn a random i item into something sinister but it's not one of those that would be easy to translate to a movie and make it not ridiculous fair um yeah well apparently that one had like two sequels or also the mangler which is crazy to me but yeah the mangler like reborn and then Mang- yeah yeah i guess one of them this is hilarious i guess and i apologize if i steal your thunder and this is what you're gonna say but apparently one of them came out uh like and it was uh a mangler movie about how uh the mangler um moved to uh like uh uh the advent of computers and was able to like spread this virus around computers or something like that oh no y2k man <laughs> uh that's fucking wild no I, I didn't realize that that's funny yeah that uh i was gonna mention piranha for sure but yeah, I have. I don't. I would. I mean, I'm kind of interested in checking out the Mangler because it's it's a Toby Hooper yeah. movie. Like, also on top yeah, of yeah, and yeah, and that's that's you know how we just talked about how Village of the Damned is like regarded as a downward trend uh, it, uh, oh, no. for Carpenter. Uh, yeah. The Mangler is one of those movies that's associated with like Toby Hooper's slump and him uh, losing his grasp on being a good filmmaker which uh, is unfortunate bummer um because he because they both have such awesome f- movies in their filmography so it's a shame when something like that where it's like one movie can uh 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 be like oh he's lost touch you know yeah it's like yeah it's kind of a hard blow um yeah but yeah i mean but you know other than that there's like just a hodgepodge you know almost every year that something we haven't mentioned so far is that there's a another witchcraft movie and i'm not super familiar with that that franchise but i just wanted to know because it stood out to me the, the this the, like 1995 the seventh movie in that series came out no it's another one where it's like holy shit man like how much time do they spend making witchcraft movies because are you talking about the the uh, franchise witchcraft or the franchise witch board because yeah throughout I've the se- 90s there's multiple sequels for each yeah i've seen which i've seen witch board but uh no i i like yeah witchcraft has like apparently like the seventh movie that year but which board um again was sort of like i mean I, I don't feel like it's a property that needed like a sequel it's just but it does happen and happens apparently a few more times so um 
know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really haven't seen any of those, to be honest. Yeah, I feel you. But uh, what would be your uh, final pick out of 1995? So, um, uh, I feel like um, we don't go uh, an episode of these without me talking about um, an anthology. So, uh, and keeping up with that trend, um, I'm talking about an anthology that is actually uh, really solid in one of my favorite uh, anthologies, uh, Tales from the Hood. Yeah. Um, directed by Rusty Cundiff and uh, uh, executive produced by Spike Lee. And one of the more interesting things about this movie is that, you know, it's, uh, um, it's got a wraparound segment and four segments and they're all like urban theme stories, you know, based on like, uh, abuse, uh, gang violence, racism, uh, corrupt police. Um, and I just think that it's such a solid, solid movie, uh, there's only one segment, the last segment that I think is a little bit weak, um, but the rest are super solid. And it's one of those movies that um, I can watch at any time uh, and just be entertained um, by the performances, uh, the segments, um, the social commentary, uh, just everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your opinion? I mean- uh, you know, I haven't watched the original in the years, but like, you know, I, it's one of those I've watched a few times and, you know, same, same sentiments where it's sort of just like every time I've watched it, it's been just as good as the first time I've watched it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where it's like, and, and very rarely do things like really have great repeat play like that. But this is okay. one of those where, you know, you can, I you agree, can definitely, yeah. you can definitely fucking enjoy it, the, you know, every time. Um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah, and I, I like that, um, you know, kind of like what you mentioned, the, the general themes are sort of interesting. You know, the idea uh, in, you know, boys don't get bruised, that the kid is like getting abused, but it's like a monster, you know, or, you know, it's like it's like a monster story. But like the idea is the underlying tone of like, you know, what kind of like, you know home life some people have you know sort of yeah you know so it's kind of and it's just, kind of interesting it's a, and the 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 uh sorry to cut you off no, you're uh, good. i apologize uh the cool thing about that one too is that uh um uh david allen greer you know was more known for comedy and he plays this totally ruthless uh piece of shit alcoholic that uh beats uh his his girlfriend's son you know what i mean and he's and he's the monster which i think is cool uh because that's one of those things you know that happens all the time uh and it's probably not the first instance where a kid uh considers someone like that a monster but yeah you don't see it coming you think that this kid um is just spinning these stories about uh this monster that comes and sees him in his room every night. Yeah. Um, 
but I just love the ending where he crumples up the piece oh of paper. Oh my god, dude! That's, yeah. <laughs> he crumples the paper, he, then he crumples Carl. Man, like he's like, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> just a, it's so fucking good. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, dude. It is amazing. And then you know, there's the uh, um, um. Uh, like I mentioned, the, the last segment is kind of the weakest. It's just about this serial killer um, who's uh, 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 a hardened criminal. He's a gang member. He's a piece of shit. And he's on, like, uh, he's in jail for murder. And he gets picked to do this, like, um, these experimental trials. And if he completes them, uh, he'll get put free. Um, and it's like he gets tortured. There's like psychological effects where he learns the actions, uh, uh, he learns the consequences of his actions. There's like one of the cool parts about it is there's these like scenes where he's like in a deprivation chamber and he sees all these like cuts of like KKK members and lynchings and gang violence. But at the end, he, he, he still won't accept responsibility for his actions. So he gets taken back to the moment he gets shot, but the outcome is different this time. Um, and the third one, before we'll uh, we'll talk about it more in a second. But it, the third one follows into the wraparound segment. Um, but the other two segments are super strong. Uh, you know, the first one's about uh, this black rookie cop who, on his first night on the force, he's he uh, is with these three. Uh, got white officers who pull over uh um a black man who is like a uh um he you know he uh what's the word i'm looking for um mm. he's a civil rights activist and okay. they beat him to death they plant drugs on him um and a year later this this the black police officer feels bad for not you know uh, uh speaking up um and ends up the the uh the this this got the uh, activist that died he gets resurrected he comes back from the grave to brutally kill these three police yeah. officers and the last one even gets this gnarly gnarly where all these like uh he's it's like by a homeless camp and all these like uh needles get fucking like projectile blasted into oh. him and then he becomes part of the mural and yeah it's that's gnarly fucking gnarly there is like a and there's a, like um doesn't one of them get like uh the one yeah like the body the zombie like the like fucking rips off one of the dude's heads at one point i think and mm -hmm. in that in that, that segment it's like there's some cool moments in that segment for sure oh yeah yeah oh yeah it's a, it's a it's a great way like because you know you have the opening uh the opening of the wraparound segment where there's these three uh gang members that go to a funeral home to buy drugs uh off of clarence williams who is absolutely uh fantastic in these wraparound segments um and then in the second this that, so that's a good first segment is the uh the uh it's called rogue cop rebel revelation mm -hmm. um then the second segment as you talked about uh boys uh don't get bruised and the third one's great so it has Corbin, Corbin Bent, Burns, uh, uh, Burnson in it from, oh. uh, you know, where we know him from uh, The Dentist and Dentist 2. <laughs> the Dentist oh is God. in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he plays, uh, it's called KKK Comeuppance, and he plays <laughs> this super, super racist Southern senator who is in the middle of election, 
and he's living in an old slave plantation and it's absolutely great these there's like this mural of all these dolls and they come to life and we learn that all these dolls uh contain the, the souls of the tortured slaves that the slave owner yeah. and they come back and they fucking kill them and it's great yeah dude you love a good doll horror movie, man. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a cool second. Absolutely, man. And, dude. And seeing Corbin Burnson in, in, in anything it's is kind of like of my... a treat now. Like, you know what I mean? And he hams it up, like, yeah. in this role, dude. Like, he 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 plays this smarmy schmuck who you want. You know, you want him to get his uh, what what's coming to him essentially. Uh, but the wraparound the the wraparound segment's really cool too because I mentioned um, at the end of the last segment, uh, Crazy K is the name of the guy, and uh, he gets transported back to the moment where he gets shot, and we learn that the people that shot him are these three gang members that are at the funeral home trying to buy the drugs, um, and in this yeah. great twist ending we learn that they they're dead um and that their souls are trapped there by this guy that was telling these stories and it turns out that the funeral parlor is hell and that he is satan it's so great so fucking good well there's that sh- yeah like the shot with like you know the or the the whole idea of like you know their own corpses you know they, they discover uh-huh. their own fucking bodies and shit and they were just like oh no like that's mm-hmm. it like yeah, that that but that whole t- that that ultimate twist though of like no you're in hell right now. It's <laughs> 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 fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a good one, man. And that that also eventually spawned a couple like uh, follow up anthologies. We met yeah, in that vein, you know. You know they're a little weaker, but they're still interesting. Fair. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely yeah, definitely like a a good watch though, like. Oh and shit! Yeah, every time. Um, yeah, I mean, like I was saying at the beginning of the pod, like uh, these these few years were kind of like there's just kind of a hodgepodge of things, really. Like mm-hmm. nothing, like nothing super exceptional, except for like honestly, I mean, the like like the Good Son was an exceptional movie in 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 a lot of ways, and I think mm-hmm. that um, Leprechaun is the is the other one that really stands out as like a this sparked something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in a good way. Uh, True. But, um, yeah, like I don't know, ninety three and ninety five. Not that was that was the lull. I feel like. <laughs> that, yeah, a hundred percent. But. Um, do you have any like any last minute like movies off the top of your head or anything like that? Um, not that I can think of, man. If, you know, obviously, yeah. it, uh, once again, it's one of those things where you know we're gonna miss some stuff. We're not gonna mention everything. Yeah. Um. So if we did, you know, uh, if we if there's something that we didn't mention, you know what I mean? I we apologize. You know what I mean? We're not perfect. Uh, yeah. But, exactly. but basically, you know, the whole the whole point of us doing this 
uh, is just to shine light on more horror and maybe maybe mention something that someone hasn't heard in a while or maybe revitalize a movie that someone was a, a really big fan of and hasn't watched in a while. So Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, uh, we'll be doing a, a movie in between, the, you know, this one and the ne- the last round yeah. of, of the 90s. <laughs> so get ready for wait. that. And, uh, you know, keep buckled in for the, the rest of the 90s because, you know, we do have some stuff mm-hmm. to talk about in those last few years for sure. Um, yeah. yeah well, uh, I guess, uh, you know, I feel like, I feel like we've kind of covered the bases. Do you have, uh, any, uh, any uh, final thoughts on horror in general? Any uh, last words? Um, no, I'm just excited. You know what I mean? Like I said, Nope's coming out this, uh, weekend. I'm excited for that. Yeah. There's just some good, there's, there's just, you know, there's always, you know, there's some good shit was just dumped on shutter. Um, there's always, you know, we, there's always something to watch and there's just, I'm there, you know, uh, we'll talk more about it in future episodes, but there's more other horror movies besides Nope that are coming out near the end of the year that I'm really looking forward to. And it's just, I'm, I'm always, re- I'm always reminded of why I love, uh, this genre, um, and why I'm a, such a fan. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. And, uh, yeah. I feel like, you know, David usually says it, but watch more horror, man. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see you on the next pod.